Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Icebox Pod here. Uh, back after our one-week uh, Thanksgiving hiatus, bringing episode eight to you guys. Uh, excited to get back. We got a lot of stuff on the agenda, some timely baseball news for you all with the lockout coming, uh, some talk about consolidation uh, that I'm working through. And then, of course, as promised, the, the story about the PSA. Uh, the PSA sub that uh, Matt promised on uh, episode seven, that'll be coming. But yeah, uh, before we get started, shout out uh, to the moon sports cards for your uh, Spotify wrapped. Uh, you're a legend. Uh, we were just talking. That was very exciting to see. Uh, but yeah, Matt, how are you doing today? Great. We're number one. Yeah, on we are number spot- one. We're number one. On somebody's Spotify wrapped. It does not get better than that. So, yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, it, that definitely definitely made my day. I was excited to see that. Uh, that was definitely very, very fun. Uh, I know you've had some some good times here recently since we've last recorded uh, as a Michigan football fan. Yep. Beat Ohio State. Uh, on to the Big Ten Championship. Win that onto the college football playoffs. Nobody thought it was going to happen before the season started. I looked up the preseason rankings. Michigan was included. Um, but here we are, top top two school for now. That's so, awesome. Yeah, couldn't be. Got to feel good. It feels good when yep. you look at the little graphics that they put out on uh, on Tuesdays when they publish them, and the first slide of the post has your logo on it in the in the little rankings it does feel good it does feel good i'm sure yep yeah feels amazing and to actually care about the college football rankings for once um yeah it's just a lot of fun yeah well it is fun uh when your team is uh is is on the winning end of that system sadly for me i have not had the same luck as matt in the past week uh with my college football fandom uh, been a rough go uh, for the Notre Dame coach left threatened to take both the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator uh, with him. He, they're apparently being heavily recruited. The defensive coordinator, I'd be very sad if he left. We may have to make him actually our head coach so we don't lose him. Uh, we will see, though, uh, what happens there. Also, I don't know if you saw. Also, we got leapfrogged by Oklahoma State. Uh, sadness, but we can still make it. Two of the four, so Alabama, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and, oh, nuts, Cincinnati. If two of the four of them lose on Saturday, we're, we're in. We're in. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. Uh, sadly, though, I heard we could be judged uh, by the rankings committee as a lesser team because we have no head coach. Uh, that may be taken into consideration, uh, they said, which would be sad. So I uh, hopefully that doesn't come to that, but I'm st- I've still got hope. I've still got hope. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, we got about one more week left of uh, conference championships, and then yeah, that's it. So winding that down. Um, big LeBron Galactic sale just happened. If the listeners saw that. Uh, $60,000 for a PSA 10. Oh, I thought it was 50. 60,000. Yeah, I believe it. Um, that's nuts. Check. 
believe it was 60. I mean, at, at uh, that point, that's a lot more than I even thought it would ever be. Yeah, $60,000. So uh, I don't own one. I wish I did. But um, I do own Brady's first Galactic. So that could be interesting. Oh. But yeah, yeah, that's a. I think that'll do a lot for the LeBron insert market. It's at least getting towards it, right? Like it's yeah. it's a respect for stuff that's rare, but no, but there wasn't demand for as much. It's like getting more, I guess, demand and money than it used to. Uh, and it just keeps you just keep going rungs and rungs down the ladder and stuff starts getting respect. Like, I guess it's like technically like first year galactic. I'm not gonna lie. I would not at all be interested in buying that. Uh, if even if I had the money, I don't know. That feels uh like there are many better cards at that price point. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I could get behind that too. Sixty thousand is a lot. You can get a lot of nice cards for that. I take a twenty twelve Prism Silver PSA ten. You could probably get that for it, right? Uh, I bet you could get a ten. I bet you could get a ten for probably like forty. Honestly. Yeah, and then I could keep twenty thousand dollars. Maybe I could get a Curry PSA ten silver too. I would do that, but that's just me. Yeah, you could probably get both. I bet you could get both and still have money left, probably. Yeah, yeah. Not, not. I'm not huge on that price, but hey, I know for it's exciting for the LeBron market, and that's that's always that's good news for you. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, I know you're going to talk about consolidating and the adventure that that is it is an adventure it is it is an adventure it's a hard adventure when the thing yeah. uh as typically it goes when you're consolidating that you want to buy doesn't come up all the time uh that that makes it a very hard uh yeah so i am trying i don't know i don't know if i necessarily want to say the card just because it's so hard to get. It's so hard to get that they don't come up like all the time. I don't want to be like poached, but uh, I'm hunting some vintage baseball. I'm getting back to my roots. I want some Jackie Robinson vintage baseball, I guess, is what is what I want. And typically I've always been one to say that like when you go to buy a card, why would you sell all of your stuff and then wait around with the funds for it in cash, waiting for it to show up when you could just be sitting around with a lump of money for like a long time and you could have had cards like and then just sell them all like or buy it with some cash that you borrow from like, I don't know, like a savings account and then pay back within a week or two when you sell the cards. Typically, that's what I've always done. But I don't know. This time I opted to sell in advance, uh, which I, I honestly feels nice right now. It is very tempting uh, to blow that money. Almost did last night on uh, Giannis Auto that I definitely did not need. Uh, but yeah, I've, I want some Giannis. Uh, and then now I have all this money laying around. Very tempting. But yeah, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a struggle with how I've had a lot of trouble moving stuff in the. Um, even the, the maybe I'll say the 150 to like. $1,000 price point. It's been tough recently. So I just wanted, I didn't trust that I could get money back fast if to like pay off like a borrowing from like a savings account or something. 
So I sold ahead this time. I don't know if that's what you typically do or do you ever sell ahead like waiting for something? Um, yeah, sometimes it just depends like how hard the card is to find, you know, and in your case, it's very hard to find. So, yeah, it's not like it, impossible. Like there are like yeah. there are enough of them out there, like, but they but they don't crop up a ton. And also I'm somewhat picky, like about the condition. So which adds an additional layer of of uh, difficulty to uh, trying to get it. But yeah, we might have one potentially. We're in talks for one right now, but we'll see if it can come together. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to keep the listeners informed about that because hopefully you can get it. It seems like you're relatively I'm close. close. I'm close, yeah. but I need some uh, extra bucks. And it might have to be sad day bye-bye to uh, the Sidney Crosby scripted sticks, which is the last one in my lineup of cards that are on the chopping block. It has been hard. Like I have been, I have cleared out like everything now that like I would have wanted that like was like the semi expendable has been wiped out for this. And it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to do. But it, it is yeah. important, at least in my opinion, that like consolidating is like kind of fun because it is fun to get new cards and like it's I mean, it's fun to have cash to be able to spend on cards. But it's important to make sure that you keep at least enough money around that you can still buy r- new stuff and like have fun getting mail days and like you're not haven't wiped out everything you had for it. Like that's still really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's just kind of one of those things where, like, you just got to find the balance and everything, yeah. like, to do it right. I want Giannis. I want Giannis cards. Yeah. Giannis cards are interesting because uh would not be surprised if they won it again this year. Uh, exactly. Uh, Giannis, I am very firm, is my uh, favorite in basketball investment right now. Uh, I don't – I maybe – uh, you you might uh, disagree with this. I think the days of LeBron is the best basketball card investment have uh, passed. Uh, do you disagree? Are you gonna set too hot of a take? Or I mean, I think short term, I would say yeah, probably. Like that's I, what I'm short, saying. Yeah. yeah, for short term, I'd probably buy Giannis over LeBron. Honestly, like if I had to sell in the next like six months, I would probably buy Giannis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not tempted by LeBron's right now just because I don't. I'm more tempted by Giannis. Plus, Giannis is so cool. He's, like, such a funny guy. Like, everybody loves him. I liked it when he held up the card of Bobby Portis. Did you see that? When he held up the card of Bobby Portis right up the camera and was like, your parents always say, have a backup plan. This is Well, this is my backup plan. I'm going to sell this, and I'm going to get rich. And I thought that was so funny. Yeah, have you ever seen the? That reminded me of the whole Jason Dominguez card thing. Have Jason you ever Dominguez? heard about that? I know who Jason Dominguez is, but I never saw anything about cards. Is it like he has cards? Yeah. Uh, basically, what he said is he's like, yeah. Um, when he was signing his Bowman Chrome autos, mm-hmm. um, like they asked him to like, do you know like how much these are going for? You know, people like. Mm-hmm. 
are paying like a hundred grand for your red out of five, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And so he was saying, he's like, yeah, my, he's like, I have like 10 base autos is basically what he said. And he's like, that's my backup plan in case baseball doesn't work out. And then the guy like had to explain to him, well, if baseball be- doesn't work out, <laughs> yeah. those cards are going to be worth nothing. <laughs> Yeah, baseball doesn't work out. You'll be your uh, cards will be destroyed. Yeah, those cards will be worth two dollars, and then your backup plan will be gone. So, hopefully, that's he diversifies better. That's actually hilarious. That's really funny. That reminds yeah, me. Of, do you, that's hilarious, though. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you could tell he just didn't understand like the hobby at all. Like those cards are based on him succeeding. Those prices are like they're. <laughs> Do you, I like, I like it when players talk about cards as a collector. It's very fun. I, do you remember when uh, LeBron in like 2020, they were like, your RPA like sold. They just say, they just say your rookie card, uh, you know, cause mass media, but, but we all know the exquisite RPA. They're like, your, your rookie card sold for like $1.8 million. I think, which at the time was the high, right? Do you remember that? Like, yeah, it was like in the low ones because now they're like, well, they're higher than that for the. But anyway, I, I is that like five for like a five million for a nine point five of it? I don't remember. But he's like, they're like, they're one point eight million. Like, what do you think of that? He's like, I think that sounds pretty good since I've got a couple. And I was like, that's kind, that's so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I. I'm. If you're listening to this and I'm wrong, comment. But I'm pretty sure it was Bagley that worked at a card shop when he grew up. Oh, really? And basically he was talking about how they would, like, cancel listings if they went cheaper than they thought they would. And, like, he would, like, shill stuff. And, like, he didn't even know that that was bad. Wait, really? I wanted to say it was Mark. But I could be wrong. It, it was an NBA player, I'm pretty sure. That's funny, though. I know Hassan Whiteside collects cards. He had, like, remember he showed off on one time, like, a bunch of, like, his Damian Lillard cards or something? Oh, that's cool. Or, like, of his teammate. I know. Um, Do you do you ever see the, the – it was deleted, sadly. I think someone forced him to. But Giannis put on TikTok this video of this secret stash that he had. Of all of his patch autos. And it was like good ones too. It was insane cards. They're massive cards. Those were, I guarantee you, those were never inserted into boxes and they definitely should have been. Oh, he definitely like kept them. And yeah, because he wanted them. I, I, it's okay. We can let Giannis slide, but. Oh yeah. But there were some one of ones in there. (laughs) There were, there were massive cards. Like he definitely. I don't know if Panini was, he was like, I want this and they just let him have it or like what happened? Yeah. But I don't know either. Yeah. If you're That's a listener, if you're listening, uh, after you're done listening to this podcast, you got to go check out that video. It's on YouTube. Like there are videos of the TikTok. Go, go watch it and like watch it a couple times or like pause it and like zoom in. I remember doing it. It's like a table with like 25 cards. And they're all, they're like flawless RP or flawless patch autos on it, like big stuff. Yeah. It's it's wild. 
I, yeah, I'm gonna go after we're done recording. I'm gonna go back and watch it myself again because I was a yeah. I think I'm like too. That's so good for the hobby overall. Yeah, it is. That's oh, just absolutely insane for the hobby to have like people promoting it like that. Play sports. It's, yeah, I know. Giannis so has got to go get um that Grayson Allen rookie and that Pat Connaughton rookie that uh, he said he needs, you know, because he only right now has Bobby and uh, Dante. You know, he said he still needs that Grayson and uh, Pat rookies. So, you know, he needs – he better get on eBay right now. Yeah. Go hunt those down. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry, we're we gonna give the listeners what we. Uh, I think we're gonna give the listeners what we promised in that uh, PSA story. Oh, I'm excited to hear this story. Uh, let's go. I I also have not heard the story, so let's roll. Yeah. So, like, I'm a pretty, like, easygoing person to like deal with and stuff. Like, I don't like even if somebody lowballs me, like, I just don't get offended because like it's cards, you know, like big deal. Um. But this is the only time where someone's gotten legitimately mad at me at a card show. And so we're talking, um, you know, like, hey, how are you? Like, we're talking, thinking about doing a deal and stuff. And somehow it comes up and I'm like, yeah, I've got, you know, 3,000 cards at PSA. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I pretty much just buy like dollar cards and send them in. And he just went off on me. He's like, you are the reason that the hobby sucks. You're the, oh my God. He, he's, he only pointed at me and said, you are the reason that PSA is closed. And, <laughs> and, and he said, he was going off on me just like you're terrible for the hobby like you are not doing it right and he would not deal with me after i told him that matt i think and, you're the reason psa is closed yeah and he just pointed at me and said that and i it was i tried not to laugh because i didn't <laughs> want to like mad. but i told him i said you know like there's real money in it though i was like i was like show i told him i said show me a better return on investment yeah and then i doing it and i'll do what you do and he could not show me one and he kept and i kept telling him you know he'd be like yeah i doubled my money on this and i'd be like well i graded the lebron revolution base card and i 10 times my money and when i told him those were the play by the way yeah they were and when i told him that oh it set him off he's like 10 times your money he's like all i know is like you're the like bad for the hobby and all this stuff and what's crazy is he sets up it every show i go to so do you see him all the time oh i run into him probably twice a month like he's just at every show do you buy yeah um nah because his prices are really high and like he doesn't go down for me because he doesn't like me so okay (laughs) yeah yeah, and I, I see him probably twice a month, and oh, I'll never forget that, that I'm just a detriment to the hobby. Yeah, you are, Matt. You and who like spends the, a lot of money in the hobby ecosystem, you're you're terrible. 
I mean, to be honest, like, I feel like I should be proud of myself. Like, I closed PSA. Like, that's pretty legendary. (laughs) You should be. Nat Turner should send you a plaque. Yeah. Like, one of those YouTube subscriber medals, except it's, like, I closed PSA. And then you can put it on your wall. Yeah, like, or even, like, a bumper sticker. Like, this dude closed PSA or something. Like, yeah, they, they owe you something then. One of those two. We we can we can call up our uh, close friend, Nat Turner, who we totally have the phone number of, and we can go get you one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe If this podcast ever gets big enough, maybe we'll have to make some, like, eye-closed PSA merch or something. Yeah. <laughs> we can all walk cut. around in them. We can walk. We'll all come to the uh, Michigan card shows, and we'll uh, descend on that one booth all together. <laughs> We'll, yeah, we'll, I, we'll come with reports of how many cards we've submitted to PSA. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah, probably one of the funniest experiences. But yeah, I didn't want to laugh because I didn't want to make him super angry. Yeah, but, man, that that was just amazing. And it, honestly, if you're local and you're listening to this, you probably know who I'm talking about. I do a little bit, a uh, little bit of like an angry elf sometimes. But oh, okay. Yeah, so if, if you're local and listening to this, you might know who I'm talking about. But, yeah, great, great guy. But, yeah, just was not a fan that I subbed those LeBron revolutions. So If I ever go to any shows around here, I might try to go to a show soon. Uh, I will not reveal that I, too, have graded uh, LeBron revolutions. Those were amazing. They were – those they cards were. were – they were $5 raw. They were $5 raw. And they were a hundred to a hundred and fifty at their peak, at their peak in PSA ten. And when I got them back, and and I sent them in a slow sub like too late, and it took like ages for these things to come back. They were still worth like seventy dollars then, and there were tons of them. But that that was the easiest, and they were easy to grade. Man, I want to go back there. Can I? Should I have bought? Can I buy like a hundred of them instead of like five? I bought like five. I think you bought hundreds. I, I should have bought hundreds. Yeah, I graded 200 of them. Yeah, I only graded like five. But enormous regret. That was the greatest money-making scheme I, I ever found. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was the first person to get them back. Yeah, so you got them. You got yours back a lot before I got mine back. We didn't talk as much back then, but I, that, I did the same thing. But it because was when later. I, when I got them back, I went like 9-2 for 100 because they're the easiest cards to grade ever. Yeah, I got all 10s. I got 10 on every single one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I so I had 92 10s, and the pop was like 150. Yeah, the pop was low. It's probably in the thousands now. Maybe Card Ladder has the pop, but. Oh, they do. I actually just looked it up. It's like pretty close to 20,000. Was it a 20? It's a 2019 Revolution. Close to 20,000? Excuse me? Oh, it's 2018. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was. I could 2018, be wrong. 2018, but... oh, 12,000. Holy cow. 12,000. Okay, I remember I like you. I remember like you when it was a couple hundred. Yep. Yeah, they were they were $100 for the longest time. And, yeah. Wait, do you want to hear something that's even more wild? Wait, this must be when I got mine back. This spring, they were at $70, and now they're $30. I'm surprised they're even worth $30, to be honest. 
Yeah, same. It's a slab, yeah, I guess. Anyways, we we can we can move, I guess, along. Thank you for the story. That was a it was funny. I enjoyed it. You we gotta now it's my turn to surprise you. Since before yeah, was pot, before we filmed this, I realized that you are not in touch with the baseball news, and maybe the listeners uh, aren't either. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I know that there's a lockdown. Kind of. I did not lock, know it started. A lockout. Today. Lockout. Or lockout. Yeah. I did not know it started today. I was just informed of that, and apparently there's some news with like baseballs that I know absolutely nothing about. So this is going to be completely. Just first reaction of this news. Because, yeah, I know nothing. Okay, so this is where I got the idea to talk about this. I've been thinking it's probably prime time if you're interested in baseball offseason buying. Because everyone pushes this offseason buying earlier and earlier. If you're interested, I think now's the time. And I was looking at some Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna. I don't really love Tatis that much, but mostly those two. And I was thinking about it, and I wanted to talk about baseball is it the time to buy and i was thinking about the lockout like is it a risk you know with the lockout because i was going to talk about how labor tensions are very very high uh right now and i think the lockout starts tonight uh i think it's like effective at like 11 59 p.m tonight the lockout begins and then people don't think it'll cause a work stoppage but it's like the biggest labor dispute supposedly in like 25 years uh and there was a work stoppage around that period. So we'll we'll have to see. But you apparently did not know the news, Matt. Did you know, and would it shock you to learn, that last year the MLB used two different baseballs all season long? There were two types of baseballs made with different components so they could test them. So we And they were randomly distributed, supposedly. Um, although, and I, I, I cannot verify 100% that this is true, but I saw it. I, this might not be hundred percent, right? This might've been like rumor, but I saw that Rob Manfred suggested, who's the commissioner suggested we send the more home run esque ball to the big series, the Yankees, Red Sox, the like Yankees Mets. And then we send the other ball to the Tigers and so-and-so. No one will suspect it if we send that ball over there. But they use two different baseballs. And you can imagine there is a very oh. real possibility that there were not, that it was not all random. They had two different balls. And there's a very real potential that the, that the ownership of the league manipulated performance by purposefully using one ball over another. But it's confirmed that there were two different baseballs. That's so bad for the game. So bad for the game. It sounds almost too bad. Too bad to be true. Yeah, I can't. Be- yeah, if if Ron Manfred actually did this, he should not be allowed to look at a baseball for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's so bad for the game. Like, can you? What honestly? Why is baseball such a disaster? Why are they always the ones having the big lockouts? Why are they always the ones messing with the game like that? Just pick up baseball and go with it. Like, are we are we really, like, 10 years from now going to be like, oh, Juan Soto's do- stats don't count. 
he can't be the GOAT. He played with a, you know, system baseball or something. Like, is that really going to be the argument that, like, because you might have a case. It's, 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 it's terrible. Like, what happens to stats then? And what even happened? Because, like, to me, right, I love arguing about sports and, like, debating it and stuff. Comparing players is a huge part of that. Yes. You should, you should not have to compare baseballs and stuff like that to decide whether one player is better than another. That's just horrible for the game. There's scandals. It, I, they always – a lot of people say it's like baseball can't seem to get out of its own way. Like they shoot themselves yeah. in the foot like all the time. And, and, and this is just the latest. That's why you said, like you said, there's all these labor disputes. I mean, this is ridiculous. So it said, uh, so this is what this article says. So the, the, the stuff about the commissioner might be hearsay, but it says a physicist analyzed baseballs from like all over the league, presented a report to the MLB, which then they re, which they then admitted that they had been using two different baseballs uh, and they blamed it on production delays and excess inventory. Uh, but, oh. but people think, but this is what they're saying. This is what everyone's saying in after tw- in the 2021 season began, there were, do you remember all the no hitters at the beginning of the year? Yeah, there was a ton of them because they used the dead baseball. They and and if you look at like Juan Soto's hitting numbers, trash, absolute trash, and like he had like no pop, no pop whatsoever, and that's because they used the pitcher friendly baseball. And then it's believed that partway through the year they embraced the hitter friendly baseball, which is when you saw pitchers' performances uh, dec- decrease and the batting performances increase. Isn't that so messed up? Like it destroys the integrity of the game. Yeah, no. and you know what's weird too is I I'm I swear that baseball has like the most like quote unquote like purest fans. Yes, like they are so like oh if you bat flip you're terrible if you show what you're terrible unwritten rules unwritten this and like baseball is gonna lose a lot of fans if they keep this up like you oh, you can't do that. And this is what brings us to what I wanted to talk to you about. Well, now you have uh, a, a better understanding of, like, with these baseballs. So even if they weren't purposefully sending the baseballs to, like, different places, like, based upon the series, right. the fact that they knowingly used two baseballs, kept it secret, and then it is very likely that they switched them midseason and told nobody. Uh, well, can you imagine? This- can you imagine if it came out? And Goodell was like, yeah, like Brady might have gotten a different football than everybody else. But like, I don't know. Because we've been using two footballs. Yeah. Like Goodell would be under fire. He would be absolutely banished from the league so fast. And Ron Manfred can just get away with anything. Like, when does it come to an end? No, it's stupid. And. And well, yeah. And, you know, and he would, and Roger Goodell would say, well, yeah, we've been using two different footballs. Actually, we've been doing it all year long, but don't worry, guys. It's been random the way we've used those baseballs or these footballs, but you're just, 
You're going to have to take our word for it that we've been sending those out randomly. And we haven't been uh, doing any anything fishy with how we uh, distribute our footballs. Yeah, that's so bad for baseball. So bad. So which it brings me to what I wanted to talk about with you with that. So with a with a lockout happening right now, things like that coming up, players obviously are very upset about this because that means because it's the league manipulating what if offensive or defensive players are going to play better. And then it manipulates the money that they'll earn in free agency based upon, you know, the performance. And do you think that usually the buy in the off season and the flip in the right before season is the safest strategy? It almost never fails. And with, I was a little hesitant on it in 2021 2020 with the extreme volatility in the market with the market yeah. leveling off now i think we're returning to that just being supposed being implied as the safest strategy but would you feel comfortable putting your money in baseball uh once even like juan soto or like ronald acuna should be back for opening day towards acl but he should be back um would you feel comfortable doing it or or would you be too scared to put your money there with all the labor issues going on or would you hold off and wait a little, maybe? Um, well, I think I for sure would hold off and wait a while. Or a little. Um, well, it's weird because I don't – so I, I already have a couple baseball cards. Um, I have the uh, so hands-on hits. Um, and then I have whatever the Akuna short print is, like the him kind of like looking off. The bat down? No, the other one. Where like he's like kind of looking off into like no man's like oh yeah 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 no I know which one he's wearing an all star game jersey in it yeah I have that one or a warm up jersey or something like to be honest like I don't really feel bad about owning those like I'm not really worried about those cards but I do I don't think that I would buy another if that makes sense yeah that makes sense like I don't think I'm like gonna panic sell or anything like that but I just don't think I'd buy more. Yeah, like what I was grappling with is I sold my Juan Soto Heritage Chrome Refract, excuse me, Refractor, which I didn't really want to sell because I, I really liked it, but I don't know. I ended up selling it on the quest for the consolidation, which I'm not upset about. Like, I'm happy to have the money because now I could even buy like a Giannis Auto or something fun like that, but I don't know. I don't know if I should be spending my money on like, I'm looking at like Juan Soto Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, Topps Golds, like the out of 2018 or out of 2019, oh, yeah. like those. And I don't know if it's stupid to buy them. Do you, I like with the, I'm torn on whether I try to buy them now and like, or whether I wait it out for like labor disputes to kind of calm over. I definitely don't want to be holding into the season. That stuff, baseball has not performed well no. uh, over the past two years. You, you know what I really wonder is, like, how much longer is, like, off-season buying going to be a thing, really? Because it seems like it gets pushed back, like, earlier and earlier and earlier. Like, I saw people this year that were like, oh, uh, Riley Green for the Tigers, right? Yeah. Oh, he didn't make the playoffs. And the playoffs were happening. And it's like, off-season buying starts now. And, like, the playoff is still happening. Like, but he's not in it. So, like, 
it just seems like off-season buying gets earlier and earlier and earlier until there's going to be no off-season buying almost at some point besides football because the whole storm with like the national being right at the start of football season is like crazy but like for other sports i just don't know how significant off-season buying will really be that's fair. I've see this is the kind of stuff I wanted to get into. I've wondered some about that myself. But I mean, we've seen it though. I mean, basketball ran basketball a little bit, little bit up into the in the start of the season. Not a ton, but maybe a yeah. better comparison might be looking at where it was start of season versus where it is now, which is down from the start of the season. By and yeah. large, by and large. But right. you look at like hockey. You bought Connor McDavid in the offseason. Like, and and granted, he's having a great, he's having a great season. Like, but people thought he was going to have a great season, but it it shot up. Right. And yeah, I regret not buying earlier. And then I look at that and I'm like, should I do I need like Juan Soto? I don't think anyone denies Juan Soto should have a great season next year. Like, am I a fool to not buy Juan Soto right now? Or like Ronald Acuna, who I think everyone also would agree is going to be great next year? Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. I I bought Acuna just because I think, you know, he was hurt. So it's going to be one of those situations where, like, the second he steps on a field, his cards go way up. Because See, that's what I think. Yeah, because he's not hurt anymore. So, But it, it does kind of worry me, though, because – like, I don't really remember, like, the whole narrative about, like, the baseballs and the differences outside of Juan Soto. Like, I remember him having a very bad, like, first quarter of the season. Like, it was rough. And then It was terrible. Sudden, it was actually terrible. Like, he sucked. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was terrible. And, man, did he make up for that or what? He had a great year. I think well, he had the best second half of a season uh, that I've ever seen. And so what do you what do you think he's thinking at home right now? Like about the whole baseball thing. He's like, man, I was so so in a slump in the first half of the season, so down on myself in the first half of the season. And like they were just using like doctored baseballs on me. Like it'd be pretty tough to like want to play in in the MLB if they're doing that. Yeah, I mean to be fair, uh I to be fair, some of that was his his, I mean, he struck, he didn't walk nearly as much in the first half of the year as he did in the second half, which the baseball is not, it's, it's not, it's affecting kind of the off the barrel speed, but like it doesn't affect that a ton and his bet and he walked at unprecedented rates. His on base percentage was almost 500. I think at one point in like the post all-star game, I don't think it finished that close to it, but it, his on base percentage was in the four eighties or four nineties in like the second half of the year or something, but he just walks so much, but it's definitely true. And I mean, to be honest too, he didn't have a ton of pop even in the second half of the year, but he's just such a good hitter that like, it's like Mike Trout. If Mike Trout lost a little bit of his like home run hitting power, his ability to draw walks and like just have quality at bats. So good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they need to figure that out because it wasn't too long ago. Right. They were uh, messing with the mound. Oh, yeah. well, they've messed with a lot of stuff. They yeah. like to fool around with different with different things. 
Yeah, that's a problem. That's going to be bad for the sport long term. But yeah, they need to. They need to figure. I like baseball too, so they need to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to only buy baseball cards. I was buying. I used to buy Ronald Acuna PSA ten update rookies. Like I was buying them in my college dorm room, freshman year of like school for like. Yeah, that would have been then for like. $25 PSA 10 and I would and oh. then and they went to like $50 and I was like whoa whoa like we're getting rich now and then I sold them for 50 and then like I bought more at 70 and then they went to 150 and it was just wild but I my roots were in buying baseball cards yeah also, so were mine first basketball card I owned I bought because I like playing with the Suns on 2k uh I don't, I don't think I've told the story, but I I was playing, I played 2K with my friend a lot and I played as the Suns and he's like, you should root for the Suns because like I didn't watch NBA before this. And I went on eBay being uh, an, un, a, an idiot basketball card buyer and I just won an auction for this Devin Booker uh, select courtside silver. It was like silver courtside rookie, Devin Booker. Uh, oh, wow. And it had like an X fractor pattern, which is weird, but it was a course and it was 25 or $30. And, and, uh, Oh yeah. And then I sold it for like $50 later. And I was like, wow, it's awesome. But that's probably worth a ton more now. Anyways, random stories. Do you want to talk die cuts matter? Um, yeah, we can talk those quick. Um, yeah, we were kind of just having a conversation about, um, like, are die cuts ever going to be desirable? Um, How did we get? Oh, we were talking about a cool Giannis card, weren't we? Yeah, it was really low numbered, and it was a really cool design, but it was just a die cut. Yeah, and it was like looked like a steal. I don't know if it's gotten bids on eBay. I may buy it, uh, but once again, we'll see. Like. For example, like this, like there's a 2020 uh, select Giannis gold die cut, gold prism out of 10, but it's a die cut. Like, I don't know if I would ever want that because like, it just looks like I don't really like the die cut personally. Do you, do you, would you ever invest in a die cut or, or even if it was like a really cool one, like that rookie low numbered, or would you just avoid at all costs? Uh it's tough to say, but like I kind of lean towards the just the more avoidance, honestly. It's so hard to flip. I, yeah, I just can't think of like a card that like I really want. Right, like I have a list of like you know, like we all do, like fifty cards we want, you know. Yeah. And I, they're not a single one of them is a die cut. Uh, that is the same with me. So. Yeah, I don't think I would ever like invest in a die cut really, just because it seems like they're not super desirable. But isn't it weird? Like, like if you ever were buying tie dies, like I like I just look when I'm buying tie dies, I just look at the concourse and the court side. Like I skip over the t- the die cut. Like it has no appeal. Yeah, same with me. I was on PWCC's auction. And I was looking at Brady tie-dyes and there was like five of them. And like my eyes just skipped right over the like circle-ish die cut one. 
Mm-hmm. It, my it, eyes just skipped right over it. Like I just had no interest in it. The strange thing is, is like a lot of people have personal preferences about like what cards look good to them, which ones don't. And we assume that like it moves prices like a little, but like clearly people have differing opinions. So like it kind of all evens out and you are like, wow, because you know, you probably think it all the time. Like that you're like, this card's so cool. Like, why doesn't it go for more? Or this card like sucks. Like, why does it go for so much? But yeah. die cuts seem to be the one thing that are always low in price. There must be so many people who dislike die cuts. Yeah, that's like the one thing that most people agree on. I don't like, understand it because the idea yeah. sounds cool, right? Like, yeah, it's like fancy looking. Yeah, like the guy, like who came up with that was like, "Hey guys, like let's make like a oval card, or like a let's cut the corners off this card and make it look cool or something." Like it sounds like not a terrible idea. I used to like them when I was little; like they were fun. Oh yeah, yeah, I loved them when I when I was super young because it, it's different, you know. Yeah, and it was exciting. It was like that was such a cool card. Yep. I don't know why no one likes them, but I don't know. I'm scared to buy anything that's a die cut anymore. So my uh, quest for my uh, tie dies is sadly uh, made harder by this. Yeah. Yeah, especially in like select this year. It seems like they're all just die cuts. Select so this many. year looks like trash though. So I don't want any of those. Yeah. Is that yeah. a hot take? They look so bad. Well, I, I don't think that really is. I, it, it's not a good design. Shame of all shame on, on Panini for not having game photos and select on the concourse, on the rookies. No in-game photos. That was what made that brand like special to me, like having in-game photos on those rookies. like That made it cool. Yeah, I think Panini's kind of a disaster right now when you really think about it. Like, <laughs> hey, but they got that immaculate coming out, Matt. It's coming. Well, am I going to get? But I'm not going to be able to buy a Cade Pistons card until 2022. Oh, that's correct. You will not be able to do that. That is so stupid to me. That I think. Okay, hear me. Hear me out. This is what's happening. They are taking an absurd amount of time. They're going to finish this 2020 product run even if it takes them forever, which it already has. And, and instead yeah. of cutting the products from this class, like they should have, they're going to be cutting them from the next class. So, that, cause they need to get back on schedule sometime. Yeah. I think that, like the immaculate that you said is just coming out. That's the mellow ball rookie. That's correct. That, that is like, is that even desirable? Like, it, I mean, it will be, but like to me, that card's borderline not even a rookie card because it came out during his second year. It's not even going to have a, a game-worn patch or a player-worn patch. You'd think if they had all this time, they could have, like, for these premium – if flawless NBA does not have player-worn patches for these rookies, this is a sham because – or no, not player-worn, game-worn because flawless has always had yeah. game-worn RPAs. And that's what made it cool and it – you understood that it came out like late in the product cycle, but you got those yeah. game worn. You got game worn pieces in them, which made it special. Like they better have those because there's no excuse. They've had so much time. No, 
they're they've had a year and a half now so yeah there is no excuse at all yeah anyways do you want to wrap there matt i know you might be tight on time yeah yep that sounds we will be back uh next week for episode nine already almost to the double yeah we're making it there we're gonna make it but yeah thank you guys all for listening and uh tune in next week we'll see you then